welcome to the Knitting Mom Millennial. <laughs> welcome to the Knitting Millennial Mom podcast, where moms own their granny skills and stay cozy while calming the chaos of having little kids. Clearly, I need a little bit more coffee today. I'm your host, Dana of thisyellowfarmhouse.com. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. <laughs> My hands just did a hand fart because I had like glee where I had to squeeze them together. So if you heard that, it was my hands. I promise if you hear other noise, my girls are having a play date with Elsa right now because they actually haven't seen Frozen in about a month, which is like crazy for them. They are Frozen's biggest fans. Anyway, I'm a mom with three girls under five, a knitting designer, and I'm living with a case of the cozies here in the woods of northern Illinois. This is why we can't have nice things. Be honest. Okay, how many times have you said that or thought that this month? Have you thought about that with your knitting? Like, obviously we think about it in our house all the time. But do you think about it with your knitting ever? Like, why? <laughs> now, they're, now they're singing along with Elsa. It's just background music, right? Okay, so like why do I bother knitting a sweater for myself or a blanket or like a pillow cover that's going to be torn off, basically off the couch and like totally misshapen? Like why even bother? Why the heck also should I knit for my toddler who's going to probably, probably not rip out the stitches, but like stretch it out by putting it on their head? or stuffing it full of 10 stuffed animals. Like why even bother? Why try to have nice things in our knitting lives, right? So we just want to knit things and keep our yarn and our knitting needles and our projects nice, right? We just want to like keep them in the corner. Nobody touched this, right? Without anybody ruining them because like, I don't know about you, I want to use this hobby, it's a skill, right, to make really cool stuff, right? I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that I just want to knit, and our kids can kind of be little tornadoes sometimes, and they don't see it as this craft or this skill, they see it as something they should jump off of, like, it's a trampoline, or something that they can use to build a fort, or like, a giant house for their stuffed animals to live in, right? They have no idea. Because honestly, this is the problem. They're kids. Like they don't know that, you know? They're they can't be selfish. They're little. They have no idea the cost that it can be of having that yarn or the time to make it if it's like a finished object. They have no idea. They just know like this looks really fun. And they know that it also means something to you, right? So they're like, I see my mom doing this all the time and it must be fun. It must be cool. It means something to her. So why wouldn't my Elsa doll love to use it as a sleeping bag? Or why wouldn't they be like, yeah, I'm going to be helpful and touch this with Cheeto hands and hand it to mom, right? Like they... It's not even something that crosses their mind. They're not trying to be naughty and do something like that that can ruin a project or tear down your entire shelf that you perfectly stacked yarn on. Like that's completely an accident if they're young kids. I'm talking young kids here. Like I have all kids under five. 
they're not purposely trying to cause an issue in my knitting life, right? I mean, this isn't like manipulative, older kids. I don't even know about that stuff yet. Woo, cross that bridge when we get to it, right? So I have a funny story for you guys today. It's knitting related. It's mom related. It's it's a good one. I mean, it's like cringeworthy. Oh my gosh, cringeworthy at the time, but it's funny to laugh about now, I suppose. It's still kind of like, ah, trigger about my yarn, <laughs> where I store my yarn. But okay, so I used to keep a basket of sugar and cream down low in our bedroom. So in our old house, my husband built these really cool yarn shelves that I painted like, it totally didn't match the room, but I painted it like this really cool sea glassy blue. And not all my yarn fit on there, so I also had some bins and some baskets down low. Well, when my oldest was a baby and it was just her, she wanted to get into that yarn. Obviously, like who wouldn't? It's the most colorful thing in our bedroom and it looks really cool. And so I just kind of, well, first I fought her on it. I was like, oh my gosh, especially when she was crawling and toddling around and she always wanted to get in it. I would just try to pick her up, move her over but you would constantly be back at it again, right? This is what kids do. So then I started letting her and I was like, you know what, it's not the worst thing. It'll be easy to fix. I can just put it back in if she dumps it all out. Okay, then it started getting tangled, like not just a little bit, but like it was bad. I was like, I don't know. I was, at some point I was like, it's so bad. It isn't even one skein or two skeins. It was like 20 skeins of sugar and cream, all different colors, like solids and the striped ones. You know what I'm talking about. And I was like, I am not going in after that. Like at this point, and it would always be, it wasn't always like, obviously I wasn't like, yeah, I want her to purposely go mess up my yarn. But if it was like, okay, I need to put away some laundry or just like do something for five minutes, like a well right now okay so like a nine month old to a like I don't even know 18 month old they can get into a lot in five minutes right so I wasn't purposely being like yeah go destroy my yarn it's cool but it ended up happening because I've got other stuff I'm doing like laundry and stuff like I said so yeah I was not gonna go in and try to untangle all of it I tried I mean I really tried there was even uh, there were a couple skeins even of homespun and I was like, this is a disaster. I mean, homespun tangled up, right? There's no good way to come back from that. And I tried, I would try and it ended up just being a basket of tangled yarn because I was like, this takes so much time and energy. And I learned like kids have no idea. And instead of expecting them to live around it and around our yarn and not explore it, I learned, okay, we as knitting moms have two choices. We can either hide it and just completely keep it off limits, which is probably the smart thing to do, or find a skein of that cheap yarn that you, like it's not a full skein and you don't really know what else to do with. If it's not something that they're going to choke on, let them play with it, right? I mean, I so badly wanted to have this cute little setup, especially under those blue shelves. I don't think I once took a picture and posted it to social media because 
what I had in my mind as like this cute yarn setup and what it actually looked like. Like if I just took a picture of the shelves, it'd be fine. But I had like a chair there. It was supposed to be a cute basket. It was supposed to be just like a cozy little corner plopped in our room. No, no. Because as soon as you zoomed out enough, you were like just, it was overwhelming how much yarn was being tangled and played with. And so I actually ended up having to throw away that basket of sugar and cream yarn. I still have a lot of sugar and cream yarn. How does that happen? How does that happen? I mean, probably because like anytime I'm at Walmart or like Meyer, which isn't super often, but anytime I'm there, I'm also like, ooh, sugar and cream. I haven't seen this color. But then I don't actually go and knit with it, right? I mean, it's kind of actually, it's kind of like that rigid, scratchy, I don't actually really love it. And ever since I discovered Hobby Lobby's I Love This Cotton Yarn, I actually use that for things like dishcloths and stuff now. So I don't actually use sugar and, sugar and cream, but I have it. I have a lot of it. And then I'll forget like what colors I have. So I'll be at the store and I'll see it. And I'm like, this is a cool color. I need to have this. What if I suddenly decide to knit with this again? And then I'll go bring it home and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have that color. <laughs> Yeah, I have that one and I haven't used it and probably for good reason, but now I have another one, right? Okay, major side side story there, but what was I even talking about? Oh, okay, so I so badly wanted to have this cute setup, but then I had to realize like, I'm not in the season of life. You're not probably in the season of life of being able to really decorate down low in your house with yarn or even not even decorate, but just like have it out. Like it's going to be picked at and destroyed if you don't have it hidden away, right? But maybe finding that skein that you don't care so much about or it's not a full skein, it's, it was cheap, you don't have an idea to, of something to use it with, like don't be afraid to let your kids play with that, right? It's not worth the stress of worrying about things getting tangled or dirty, you know, those Cheeto hands are everywhere. Or like those projects that are on your needles, it's not worth the stress of worrying about it getting picked up or moved or played with and things falling off of the needle, right? You don't want to lose stitches. So back to the question about like, why can't I have nice things? Because you have kids, right? And the thing is, even though you have kids, you can to a point, have nice things. Like, don't go buy a new couch. I've always, like, I'm dying to get a new couch because ours is a hand-me-down and it's really not cute at all. And also, another thing, I'm dying to take pictures so that it can be, like, our living room because otherwise it's pretty cozy and cute. Our couch is crap. It was free. It's wonderful that we have it and I'm grateful that we have it, but it's not cute. It's, like, semi-comfortable. But we are not through with potty training and we are still in that stage. There are still things being spilled. I'm not going to go buy ourselves a new couch. But your yarn and your needles and finished projects, like you can have nice things. You can buy, if you have the money, go buy the nice yarn that you want. Just we need to know that it's not going to look the same as somebody who doesn't have kids or maybe their kids are older or maybe like they're so young, like, you know, Moms who just have a tiny newborn, that's a whole other level of crazy, but like they're not mobile yet. If you have a little newborn, they're going to be mobile. Make sure when you're doing your baby proof plan 
that you're doing a quick sweep of all your yarn because that is going to be explored. As soon as they can crawl, they want to stick it in their mouth and wrestle it and spit up in it. It's going to happen. So yeah, just have like realistic expectations. Know that it's not going to look the same as it did before or that it will. Like this isn't going to be forever. It's a season of life. But don't lose hope. Like don't pack stuff away because for a while I was so tempted to be like, okay, I'm just going to keep stuff hidden away in our yarn hutch or under our bed being like insulation and bins under our bed, which I do have both. But like that's also not realistic. I don't, it's, it ends up spilling out. It's like kid toys from their bedroom. It's never going to just stay in their bedroom or in the playroom. It's always going to start trickling out into the living trickling out into the living room or it's just going to end up out, right? So the trick is know that there's a happy middle ground because you can have the nice yarn, don't keep it down low, find a good spot for it, but somewhere that you're actually going to see it and use it and remember it and not be like, this is packed away and now it's just a pain in the butt to get to, right? Because that's what I did with my sewing machine. I actually don't know how to sew, but I have a sewing machine. It's packed away, so I probably won't ever learn how to sew, right? If it's like not easy to get to and it's just, yeah, it's like a, a hurdle that you have to overcome even to start and learn and figure out new things. So keep it out. Just figure out places that you can keep it that are a little bit higher up, right? As far as them ruining our knitting, like we have two choices, right? Either don't knit for them or use cheap yarn and try to teach them how to be careful. But like realize, realize what's going to happen as soon as you hand it over. Like it probably won't be pretty, right? Don't, don't spend time blacking things for your kids. If you're knitting for your kids, know that that hat is going to become super stretched out. It's going to be like the book, the, uh, the kid's book, The Mitten, where he drops his mitten and all the animals end up inside of it and it's completely bigger than the other mitten that he had the whole time. Like that's probably going to be how life is for a little bit when you're knitting for kids. It's not gonna, like, don't worry about gauge as much as long as it kind of stays on their head, right? But yeah, don't be afraid to knit for them. It's important also, like, they see you doing the knitting and they know it's important to you. And like, at least for me, like, I don't want to be someone who doesn't share that with them. It's frustrating. Oh my gosh, it's frustrating as it can be to see something you knit be kind of ruined. Like, you can knit another one, right? You can do it again. You can fix it. And there's not a lot in knitting that isn't fixable, honestly. I mean, I haven't gone into the whole world of um, cutting your knits. Like, what is it called? Steaking, I think. I haven't done any of that. Like, that terrifies me, but I know it's possible. So whatever they can do to your yarn, hopefully they can. you can fix it in your knits, right? You can have nice things and you deserve nice things but like they're not the kids your kids are not going to understand that until they're much older so you can put away the temptation obviously hide the yarn away or like keep it up high but also if it's not totally off limits they're gonna learn to appreciate it faster and I can say this now having 
older, well, not older, like an almost five-year-old, like they're going to learn to be gentle and not touch. It's almost like when you have a house plant. Like, yeah, you kind of have to keep an eye on it when they're younger and first crawling. Like right now, my nine and a half month old, yeah, we had to move a couple of the house plants. But otherwise, it's like you don't have to rearrange everything to accommodate your kid because if you're keeping an eye on them, like if you're just walking out of the room, make sure it's safe. But like my yarn, my kids are around my yarn and my knitting so much that it's not this weird like taboo, untouchable thing to them. It's just another part of our house. Like they're not ever walking around anymore trying to pick it up and like, like when they're younger, they'd see it and they'd hand it to me, you know, like little toddlers and things would fall off the needles and that's okay. Like they want them to help. They want them to hand it to you. It's fixable. A couple lost stitches is manageable, right? But the more you keep it like a normal thing and not this, this is mommy only thing, uh, yeah, the sooner they're going to realize that and they're going to not care. They're just going to not care about it as much and they're not going to get into it. So yeah, most yarn is untangleable. Most knitting is fixable. And at the end of the day, they just want to be part of your hobby and your knitting because they know it's important to you. So thank you guys for listening. Look for a free checklist and I put it in the description. I made a free checklist of 25 things kids can do while you knit so that they can see you doing your craft, but maybe be like a little less hands-on, right? They can cozy up to you while doing your thing and they do theirs. And that's the best of both worlds, right? All right, I'll see you guys next episode. Stay cozy.